Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Healthy relationships don't feel like fairy tales. They're built through uncomfortable conversations, emotional vulnerability, and grace for each other's humanness. Healthy relationships take work and a willingness to step outside of our own ego. The holistic psychologist. I thought this quote was appropriate for today because let me tell you what will challenge a relationship. Long distance travel. Number one thing. Now, Cam and I have been together less than six months and we booked this trip spontaneously like the first week of meeting each other. A lot has changed between now and then and and, and then now after the trip, those two weeks spending with him. And I want to share this with you and I want to be real with you about it because that was a risk for both of us. You know, it could have been a terrible trip. It could have just been uh, an eye-opening trip. It could have been a trip that brought us closer together. It could have went a lot of different ways. And we both went in with similar mindsets, I think. However, I always feel like he's had more reservations. Uh, I think based on our past and stuff like that, I, I feel like he kept looking for something <laughs> that was not wrong with me, but like uh, not, not even like a way out, just like, where's the red flag going to be? You know, when's the ball going to drop sort of thing. But I feel so much closer to him. And he agrees after these two weeks together. Now you guys, 12 hours on a flight nonstop is hard. It is freaking hard. It's even harder for somebody like him who doesn't sit down very often or for very long. So I'm super proud of him. He was great. Uh, and then with the 16 hour time train change, of course we were tired and stuff like that. So I am going to, I have asked him to do an episode with me on Japan because I feel like it'll be better if both of us are talking back and forth, giving our own opinions. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Japan today from my point of view. And then I'm also going to have an episode coming up with him and I, which will be really fun because, well, he hates the microphone. He hates the camera. He's literally the exact opposite of me, which is really funny. Um, but number one, you guys, just because you love somebody, just because you care about somebody does not mean you travel well together. Now, what does this look like if you're in a relationship? If you're in a relationship and you love to travel and they don't really, or maybe you both love to travel, but you can't travel together, you have to, you have to communicate about this. You know, are you going to do short weekend trips with the girls? Are you going to, you know, do just local trips together? Like, so you drive to the mountains or something for an overnight since you guys don't do well, like on a plane or there's a lot of stress in the airport. There's a lot of stress traveling. And I will just tell you, <laughs> I'm a last minute person when it comes to travel. But when it comes to international travel, I try not to cut things too close because there's a, there's major cutoffs. Like I believe it's uh, 60 minutes for your bag drop uh, for domestic flights. And then international, I think it's an hour and a half or even two hours. You have to be there beforehand if you have a bag to drop off. Now, <laughs> So funny. I, le I learned a lot about him. And he's just like getting ready and stuff in the morning when we're getting ready to go to Japan. And I'm like, um, we got to go like five minutes ago. Okay, okay, okay. We get in the car, getting ready to go, right? And he locks up the whole house. He's like, um, I got to go back inside. I got to pee. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, you better drive really fast, honey. Long story short, we get to Denver Airport, which is the worst security lines of all time. And it is longer than I've ever seen it before. It's probably two miles long of people, and I'm not exaggerating. We walked all the way down to the baggage claim outside of security, like 
to get to the end of the line. And I looked at him and I said, I have TSA pre-check and global entry. I know you don't, but listen to me, like we're not going to make this flight. Um, there's no way. And so I was like, do you want to sign up for clear? Cause there was like, there was people walking by back and forth for like 180 bucks. You could sign up for clear, which is like TSA pre-checked, skip the line sort of thing. Or like, what do you want to do? And so I walk up to this lady. I was like, listen, like, can we just sign up for clear? Like he doesn't have it. I do. And she's like, can I tell you a secret? And I said, sure. So this is only for my podcast listeners because no, I'm not going to tell the rest of the world this. If you go, he, so he's used to be military, but he's not active duty. If you go to the restricted line, which is right next to TSA pre-check, right next to clear, it literally says restricted. Um, and you just walk up. It's a normal line. There's nobody in that line. They don't ask you if you have any disabilities. They don't want to see your military ID. This is a way to skip all of security, you guys. Holy crap. This woman saved us. So I said to him, I said, okay, let's try this. I'll stay in line. You go to the restricted line. If you get through, text me, and then I'll leave this line to go to TSA pre-check. We're like literally... trying to figure out how to get through security faster. He gets through and then the TSE pre-check is hella long for me on the north entrance. So they tell me to go to the south entrance. I go to the south entrance, it's even longer. So now I'm like mad. I'm like, now he's through and I'm not. And I'm the one with the pre-check. What the heck? But I was happy that he got through. So I got through and I texted him. I was like, we're already separated (laughs) and we're on this trip together. But I was like, meet me at the gate because I'm going to be here for a little while. So we ended up meeting at the gate. We had time for a drink, mimosa. It was early in the morning. He had a, an old fashioned. And then we jumped on our flight and it was 12 hours direct right to Tokyo. So that was the start of the trip. You can see how something like this would cause a lot of headache and a lot of stress right in the beginning of the trip. Neither of us got mad at each other. We just kind of shrugged our shoulders. We're like, it is what it is. Like, But then we started to improvise. We're like, okay, how can we get, you know get past this. And so if we would have been attacking each other, I would have been mad at him for having to take longer in the morning or whatever the case may be. We wouldn't have found a solution to the problem. So that was step one. We get to Tokyo. (laughs) We get off the plane. Not a lick of English. Nobody. Nothing. Can't even get a taxi. And we are so tired. It's crazy. And it's like, it was like being dropped in the middle of Las Vegas. Like all the lights are on. Like, and like everybody's like, everybody's got a place to be. People are moving so fast. And me and him are like looking at each other like, oh my God, what, how do we get to our place? Because we stayed about two miles from the city center. We didn't want to be in the whole heart of things on our first night, which would have been better for our first night because we could have at least lugged our suitcases there. But in this case, we needed to get a taxi. We ended up finding somebody who was able to to tell us up, up twice, up two times, he said. Um, The taxis were on the third floor of a building. Who would have thought? Who would have looked up there? Not me. Um, So we went up there. We got a taxi. We got to our hotel. We literally just dropped in and just fell asleep for the night. The way there, the time change, super easy, you guys. Although we were exhausted for being up for like 35 hours, the next day we acclimated super quickly. Now, I got back yesterday from Japan and I am so exhausted. It was so much harder to come home. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but uh, he's struggling really bad too. He slept until like 11 this morning. So long story short, work together, work together. And like I said, just because you love somebody or care about somebody doesn't mean you travel well together. If you both have very type A personalities or, you very, or you're both very like, ah, eh, who gives a shit? You're going to have trouble getting places and or enjoying places. So just think about that. And it's okay. Like, it's totally fine. Like, I was so grateful that him and I traveled well together. He's never traveled with a, with a significant other. And I've done like a weekend trip, nothing that long across the world. Um, so this was a experience for both of us. 
And y'all know I travel often and I usually travel by myself. So to care about somebody and date somebody and be with somebody who who I, I travel well with made my heart so freaking happy. Um, he texted me last night and he was like, thank you for the best trip of my life. Like him and I, we did not fight at all. It was like, we'd laugh when we messed things up. We went through, like, we just worked really well together. He was super good with the train. And after Europe, you guys, I didn't want to pay attention to public transport at all. I was like, I don't even want to care. And so it was so amazing because he was so good with the train navigation, but he's really, he's not very good with land navigation. So we would walk like a mile to get somewhere and I wouldn't even need to get the GPS out to get back, like our maps out to get back. And he's like, how do you know where we are? I was like, I don't know. That came from traveling alone. I pay attention to my surroundings. I look at landmarks. So we really worked well together there. Uh, When it comes to finances, we literally, we didn't split anything. Like we didn't like Venmo each other or anything like that. We just took turns paying and it worked out really well. We got massages twice. We got a uh, regular deep tissue massage and then we got a Thai massage. He ended up booking all the hotels because I paid for the flights. It just, it balanced out. It wasn't like penny for penny, tit for tat sort of thing, which is really nice. But we were both in a good position to spend, I mean, a lot of money. The Just the flight alone over there was 1800 each. And then, of course, all the hotels and then saying like it was not a cheap trip. So in order to enjoy something like this, you need to financially know what you're going to be able to put into it. Otherwise, you're just going to be worried about money, which is not going to be an enjoyable experience. So... Just a few tips there. Uh, some things we learned in Japan that were kind of funny, and I, I want to talk about more of this with him, but they take things very literally. And so Cam had the tr- Google Translate app out the whole time. He was very good at that. And he got, he. I mean, what I knew was konnichiwa, which is hello, and then um, arigato gozaimasu, which is thank you very much, like just goodbye sort of thing. Um, and he knew a lot more. That he was ordering things in Japanese. It was awesome. Like when you immerse yourself in any culture, like give give us one year there and we would be speaking it. Writing it, a whole different story. Their calligraphy is called kanji. And um, anyway, they have like a million types of ways to write things. So the big thing there with Google Translate is to say things. So don't say, I need to use the restroom, please. You just say toilet. Like you just type in toilet where. So shorten everything. I guess what Cam tells me is English. I thought English would be like an easy language to learn. And he says it's not because we use so much slang. We use a lot of filler words, which makes sense. So in order to translate to them, like instead of saying, where where can I find a taxi? You say taxi where? Like you put you put the thing before what you're asking, I guess you could say. I'm not good with nouns and verbs and adjectives. Believe it or not, at one point I was an English major. You don't want me teaching you English, okay? Okay. So we balanced each other out there and it was really cool because he did do the Google Translate I do the GPS, the maps, it was a give and take, but they take things very literally. So we were getting our tattoo and Cam was needing adjustments on his and he was talking, trying to tell the guy like, I'd like this. And then he kept changing it. And so he said to the guy in on Google Translate, sorry for being a pain in the ass. And the guy pointed to his own butt and said, you hurt? And we started laughing so hard because they just take things so literally. Uh, It was crazy. Uh, the other thing is they pay in yen. So uh, like we, I had a currency converter on my phone, which was super helpful. So we knew about what we were spending and we didn't want to come home with a lot of their money because it doesn't, it doesn't translate the same. So like 20,000 yen is $150 in US dollars. I thought we'd be able to use American money some places and our card. You can use your card a lot of places, but you're going to want to get Japanese money, yen, right when you get there, right in the train station, just get the money, get the cash out of the ATM. Because for taxis, um, breakfast in your hotel, if it's not included, all these things, you definitely need cash on hand. 
Um, and it's ATMs were harder to find than we anticipated. We were in big cities. We thought it would be easier, but our cards didn't work in some places. We had a little bit of a panic, like, oh my God, what if we can't get cash? So just if you see an ATM, get cash out. Uh, you can always spend it, obviously. So doing that was really, really helpful and things we learned along the way. We did find people to speak English. I didn't think, somebody told us that outside of Tokyo, more people spoke English and we, it didn't make sense to us. But yeah, when we went further south to Kyoto, people spoke much more English, which was kind of crazy. Personally, I liked Kyoto better than anything. I wish we would have stayed there longer. We did decide to extend our trip. Our dates got super messed up because of the time change. We like booked a hotel for the night that we were actually on our flight. So when we arrived, they were like, oh, we canceled your reservation. You didn't show up. And thank God they had a room for us. But you really have to pay attention to the time change. We thought we did so good with that. And we definitely didn't. And then we ended extended our trip like four days at the back end of our trip, which was amazing. Super happy we did that. But uh, we had already left Kyoto. And uh, so in the train, like Japan is huge, you guys, like from Tokyo to Kyoto, it was like a five hour travel day. And so you have to add that into your days there. So initially, our plan was 10 days, it ended up being a full two weeks, which was plenty um, to see what we saw was there, we didn't get to Hiroshima, like there, there's so many other places in Japan to go to. Um, but what we did was like three major cities, we did uh, Tokyo, we did Kyoto, and we did Ito. And then at the end, we stayed at Chiba, which was closer to the airport. So Depending on what you're looking to do on your trip, a lot of sightseeing. There's just a lot of temples, a lot of shrines. We participated in that, which was really cool. Um, learning about things, their their culture, their history. They are so kind there. Even when you like, they just make you a better person. They make you be patient and slow down, and they just smile. Like when I dropped my luggage off at the baggage drop to leave the other day, I looked at Cam. I said, "I've never seen somebody somebody so happy working at an airport. Like they just love their life." I'm so envious of their skin, beautiful skin, all of them. And you know why, you guys? Because they eat organic, healthy foods. Like these restaurants go, these restaurants, these um, storefronts, all of them go to the grocery like fresh fish, fresh food every morning. They go get that. And, and then that's what they make. We ate a lot of sushi and a lot of ramen. I stayed away from tuna because of my mercury. I ate a lot of salmon. It was amazing. Didn't even taste like fish. But their skin, your skin is a direct, direct reflection of your gut. So they look amazing because they eat amazing food. And it was funny because we were right across from McDonald's. And even McDonald's, KFC, and Burger King, they're all over there. But what I realized from being in Europe when I was in Italy, I ate them at a McDonald's and it's just, it's not the same. It's not greasy. It's not, they have different menu. Everything is like good. So those places have been ruined for us because we're in the United States and we're just like hustle, bustle, supersize everything. And it's not the same. So if you go somewhere else, don't neglect going to a KFC or McDonald's because it's, it's different. It's not the same. We didn't eat at any of those places, but I just know from Europe that those are still great places to go. So uh, at one point we did have some German food. <laughs> um, we, we, didn't, we didn't get sick of ramen, but we kind of did, you know, and then we ate at an amazing steakhouse. And I'm going to, I did share that list on Instagram, but I'm going to talk more about this when, when Cam and I do the podcast. So you just, you can really find what you're looking for there. And I would, my biggest recommendation is shoes. We walked seven miles a day minimum, minimum. Our feet were throbbing. Talk about your heart heartbeat in your feet. It's just, everything is very spread out. And so finding good walking shoes is really important. My white ones were black by the first day, but they're still cute. I'm actually washing them for the second time right now. 
Uh, also, when you travel with somebody, you guys, some people like to sleep in. Some people like to get up early. Most days, we got up around the same time. There was like one day that he slept in quite a bit longer than me. Um, but I was on my uh, computer doing work. I still have clients and stuff back in the United States. So doing check-ins and doing work on my computer. Uh, you could always leave to go get a coffee or go to a cafe until they wake up. Uh, just things to consider when you travel with somebody. Uh, also, somebody usually overpacks. Somebody usually underpacks. It's good to look at the weather ahead of time, but also just take a couple of everything. Don't pack for the what ifs, but like, you know, it was supposed to be 60s while we were there. I wish I had a couple more sweaters. It was cooler than I thought. And I brought shorts and I didn't wear shorts at all. So you can't pack for everything. I did buy a couple things there. Realize no matter where you go, unless you're going on like being dropped off in the middle of an African safari, you can probably find a shop to buy something. So don't pack for the what ifs. Um, again, just making sure you have really good walking shoes. Vessi, V-E-S-S-I is what I, uh, where I got my shoes for Europe and for Japan. Highly recommend them. Uh, you find out a lot about each other. <laughs> Not only do you work well together, but there will be some things that, you know, it's just like, meh. It's, it's hard to be with somebody all the time. And Cam and I don't live together. So I think he was more nervous than me to spend two full weeks with somebody. Um, you know, not somebody, but with me. And it just really worked well. I miss him. Like it's been one night away. And it's like, I miss him so much. It's crazy. He lives 15 minutes down the road. But you really get used to being around somebody. I think a healthy relationship is an it's really dependent on you being two individuals and coming together and making things even better. So that that was really cool. I think it just taught me a lot about uh, a really healthy relationship that I haven't had in a long time. Neither of us need each other. We choose each other, right? And then we were eating matcha ice cream. I We went to this bamboo forest, uh, overhyped, no, don't recommend. I mean, it was okay, but like, Mm, it's just like one of the top rated things to do in Japan outside of Tokyo. And we were eating ice cream and he looked at me and he's like, he was being a pain in the butt and I was just rolling my eyes and he's like, do you L word me yet? And y'all, I love him to the depths of my being. And I think every day I'm going to love him more. And it's so interesting because I don't, I don't have reservations saying that. Like I just told you, like, I love him. I love everything about him. He makes me better. He challenges me. He supports me. I have never, ever, ever been with somebody that does this for me. And the beautiful thing is neither of us are perfect. But when he asked me that, you know, typically when people ask you things, it's a direct reflection of how they're feeling and maybe they're not ready to say it yet. So if you're in a relationship right now and it's new to you or you're ahead of the other person, or maybe you're just not not quite where the other person is, just communicate that and don't see it as like a way to write it off and be like, oh, they're ahead of me. I can't get there right now. And and you don't know unless you try and you don't know unless you talk about it. So, you know, people are going to mess up and people are going to be at different places in their life and life is going to happen. But it's worth being with somebody who challenges you, who makes you better, and who also offers you a different perspective on life, right? We get caught up in our bubble and in our cage and we think our way or the highway and it's just not true. So as much as, it, as, much as it can be easier to travel alone because you can do what you want to do when you want to do do it. It felt easier for me to travel with him because he helped me so much. We like similar things. We eat similar foods. We enjoyed amazing sake. We did fun experiences. The samurai sword experience, he's a rock star. I suck. I really suck. The most <laughs> the funny thing about him and I is he's super competitive and I'm super not. I raise my competition level to like, you know, challenge him and like it to be fun. But literally that would have made him so mad if if he sucked at that. And it made me laugh so hard because I sucked so bad. <laughs> it's fine. Just don't give me a sword. I can't hurt you with a sword. Don't worry about that. So that was a little rundown of Japan. 
I'm so freaking exhausted. My eyes are barely open when I'm recording this, but I cannot wait to have the episode with him. Hopefully we can record it in the next week and I can get that out to you guys. Thank you so much for an amazing book launch. I didn't expect to be launching my book while I was in another country, but when we extended our stay, that's the only option I had. And I was not about to run back home just because of that. I knew I could make it work. So I had sent out 120 emails to everybody on my pre-launch list of just letting you know about the book. And then I was able to sign up with uh, KDP Select, which is through Amazon, to run a free promotion. So initially the book was not free. Obviously it's $24.99 for a paperback, and it's $6.99 for the Kindle version, but only until today, March 20th, it's the 19th when I'm recording this, but you're going to be hearing this tomorrow morning, the 20th, and only till the midnight Pacific time is this book for free on Kindle to download. So share it with your friends, all the things are running this, I'm able to run this promotion because I became a member of, like I said, KDP Select, and I want you guys to get the book for free. And if you have a minute to leave a review, Big, big goal of mine is to become a bestseller, and I want to do that organically and authentically. I've hired nobody, no marketing team, nobody to leave me fake reviews, nothing at all. So your honest, transparent reviews and thoughts and feelings on the book mean a lot to me. And I do want to reiterate, this is a diary. This was just me writing about my day-to-day, and it was super hard to transform into a book, something that you would want to read. It's harder than you think. In my upcoming books, my next books, I will have outlines and stuff like that, which will be easier to stay on target and offer advice in a different way. But when it's coming from your diary, you know, your diary is meant to be for you. And for me to make this open to the world, it was a different style of writing that I wasn't used to. Do I love it? Absolutely. I love all the errors. I love all the laughs. I love all the honesty. I love all the repetition of croissants and espresso because that's that was my weeks in Europe, right? So full transparency, like, it, it's just to uh, hopefully a lot of you guys have told me you can hear me saying it, you can hear me talking. And I think it's because you listen to my podcast or my Instagram stories, which made my heart so happy. I looked at Cam, I was like, why can everybody hear me talking? He's like, because you just have something about you. You're that human soul magnet and people can relate to you and, and uh, you're taking them along on your journey. So I just appreciate you guys. I want you to download the book for free. Let me know what you think. I'm so, 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 so grateful for you. Like unbelievably grateful. Um, I just, I can't express that enough. And if you're doing something hard in your life, like this book launch wasn't easy and it wasn't easy in another country, be okay. Do hard things. We can do hard things. You're way more amazing than you give yourself credit for. And I want you to know that. Okay. Also go book the ticket, travel somewhere you haven't been to do something crazy. Y'all, my next upcoming weeks are insane. Like Cam is like, okay, I'll see you at the end of the summer. But in two weeks, I go to uh, Miami for my friend's 30th birthday party. In a month, I fly to Nigeria for 10 days for the mission trip um, in like a hospital, working in a pharmacy, surgery, all the things. In May, I'm flying to LA to see a friend. In June, I'm going back home at the end of the month for my birthday into July with Cam. We're going to, he's going to meet the fam. We're going home to the lake house for a week. That'll be super exciting. And then from there, I need to, you know, be finding a place to live in San Diego because that's what's coming up. So anyway, near or far, whatever's going on, I always feel like y'all are with me. And I want you to do what makes you happy too. You know, don't stay in the soul sucking job. Don't stay in the relationship that's not serving you. You only have one life. You only have one life. And the funny part about life is you never know when your last day is. You could be young and healthy and spry and tomorrow could be your last day. You know, we were on the plane and turbulence puts me to sleep. And turbulence terrifies Cam. He had a really bad experience. So hold your loved ones a little bit tighter. Be okay. 
not being the same as somebody that you're with. Like that's what makes life beautiful is we're all uniquely different. And know that you deserve to travel, to live your life, to have a healthy relationship. Write the book, tell your story, do whatever it is that sets your soul on fire. Like it's just so beautiful. I couldn't wait home, wait to come home and talk to you guys about life and all the things. And I think the episode with Cam and I about Japan is going to be awesome because I have so much more to tell you guys. I just don't want to ruin it. So healthy relationships don't feel like fairy tales. They're built through uncomfortable conversations, emotional vulnerability, and grace for each other's humanness. Healthy relationships take work and a willingness to step outside of our ego. So step outside of your ego. Love the life you live. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile. Love y'all so much.